The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking in. Today, we are excited to have uh, Sevenfold in the house, and they are going to tell us about their small business story. Hello, everyone. <laughs> What's up, Brandon? It's one of my favorite homies. One of my favorite new homies. Thank you. Yes, yes. So tell us who you are and a little bit about what you do. My name is Brandon Gady. Um, who I am is probably a longer story than we've got time well. for. <laughs> but what I do is I lead a strategy consultancy called Sevenfold. And uh, I'm happy to tell you more about it, but I don't want to jump the gun. So, Well, I mean, that's a great start. Thank you for that. So how long has the business been around? So uh, right at the end of last year is when we started. So in the midst of it all. Yes. 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 I'm, I'm eager to hear that origin story. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I could probably go back a ways to tell that story. So uh, in my first career, I was a Presbyterian pastor. And when I was pastoring, I looked around, I worked for several different churches and I looked around and I noticed that, that at a place that, that it was supposed to really represent uh, life and hope, dignity of people, that kind of thing, that oftentimes I felt as if the place I was going to work was somewhat, uh, shall I say, subhuman, not inhuman, but mm. subhuman, meaning I felt like I couldn't bring all of who I was to work, whether it was sort of, you know, constraining my emotions or just not being given, uh, you know, certain decisions or having decisions taken back from me. And I thought, if this is happening at an organization that is really dedicated to the dignity of people, among other things, mm -hmm. uh, how much more could it be happening elsewhere? So that's one piece. And then the other piece is that, uh, and I think this is true of a lot of nonprofits, um, that what I felt like I was seeing was an organization or a series of organizations that uh, seemed to exist in order to, to perpetuate their existence. And so they, it's almost like they, they lost track of why they existed, and, or, or at least they didn't know how to evaluate why they existed. And so it was like we, we started this church or we started this nonprofit in order to just keep existing, to keep our jobs. So, so those two pieces I, I looked at and I thought, um, I think this is where I want to work. I think I want to make uh, 
places of work more human. Mm -hmm. And I want to focus on strategy in particular so that organizations, uh, it, it gets really well integrated into the organization, why they exist and what they're all about. So fast forward, I've been in consulting for the past, I don't know, five years or so. And then, uh, Late, uh, about the middle of last year, I was with another consultancy here in town and I decided to start looking elsewhere, got in touch with a, uh, uh, fellow you probably got, you've probably never met his name is Ben Hutton. <laughs> and, uh, it turns out he had the same inclination that he wanted to start an organization within Hutton that helped, uh, businesses see work differently. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably the short of that story. Wow. Well, that's, that's deep. It We're is. Just getting started. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but I like it though, right? Because uh, you say on your website, fresh thinking for modern organizations, mm -hmm. right? And it's interesting that all of this, this, this think tank and this new thought process is coming from Hutton, yeah. which is historically known as, you know, yep. a construction company. Yep. So uh, can you talk to us a little bit about that and how it's integrated into the company? Sure. I, I think Ben would probably probably be the better person to address that, but I'll, I'll, I'll address it from how I understand it. Okay. Um, right. So Hudden started a long time ago as a construction company that moved into design. I think we do a little bit of real estate. We do some facility services. So we've got this suite of options uh, offered to people who have a building or want a building. Um, I think in Ben's mind, he thought, well, what would it be like to be in the room long before we start swinging the first hammer or, or detailing mm -hmm. the first blueprint. Uh, um, when do people decide to build a building? And typically it's in a, you know, it's, a, it's in an offsite meeting or a strategy session of some kind. And they say, gosh, we're growing a lot. Uh, I kind of think we're running out of space. Now, whether or not, so if I'm working with a client company, whether or not they go with Hutton to build that building, uh, I mean, that's that's not my my job. I'm, I'm not a salesperson for Hutton. I'm, I'm leading this, this sort of internal brand uh, on the behalf of the client. But I do think it helps uh, both Hutton's brand and potential uh, uh, synergy, I guess, with, with the work I'm doing that people could say, man, I... I like what they're doing here. Maybe their their uh, construction side is equally as forward thinking or you know human centered or whatever the mm -hmm. adjective is that you might use. I like that I, I, a lot actually because you know the the motto is uh, Hutton builds and yeah. the reality is the sevenfold is building or helping organizations yeah. build internally yeah. um, and finding solutions that are fresh and modern. Mm -hmm. Like it. So how many employees are there? Is it oh you? gosh, let me count. Uh, there's me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're flying solo. Uh, yeah, but we're actually thinking about hirings uh, sometime here in the near future. So, okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And, and I, you know, I'm backstopped by all of Hutton, so it feels like I'm part of a team. So. Mm -hmm. You are a part of a team. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of told your entrepreneurial story. Yeah. Help me understand, help our audience understand what does sevenfold mean again? Sure. So uh, I think you could tell the story from a few different angles. Uh, uh, the basic idea is it takes seven folds to create a paper airplane. And, uh, you know, that's sort of a playful image. Uh, mm -hmm. What I like about it is it really balances uh, an intentionality, a discipline, uh, but there's also the playfulness and the exploration piece. So we kind of bring both sides to organizations looking to rethink how they do strategy and where they might be headed. So that's one piece. Uh, sevenfold, as you probably are familiar, is also 
has a lot of overtones with the faith. And while we don't lead with that, uh, that's certainly, uh, I, I think, part of Ben's DNA. And it's part of part of mine as well. I think you shared this, but if you can deep dive in a little bit more, what problems do your business solve? Yes, yes. So, uh, so we're a strategy and innovation consultancy, which means we marry strategy with innovation to help companies solve complex problems. So, so that's the <clears throat> the quick overview. Uh, I think I'd address your question again from two different levels. On on the first level would be the presenting symptoms that organizations might bring. So, um, they they might come to us and say, well, they have come to us and they said, you know, we need help with retention or we need help with employee engagement or we need help responding more rapidly to the changing conditions in the market, or we want to innovate a new product or service we don't know how, or we want to build a culture of a particular kind that's centered on innovation. So a lot of different possible symptoms. What uh, what they have in common is that, that they exist really between departments. So it's not just a marketing problem. It's not just a sales problem. It is an, a messy organizational kind of problem. And so what I do is I sort of wade into the mess and, uh, and help people understand um, uh, how we might find a way out. So that's, that's the first level, I would say. But I think from a, from a, a higher level, the 10,000-foot view, um, I think strategy is the most important decision an organization makes. Mm -hmm. And uh, frankly, I think our tools to develop strategy are uh, underdeveloped. So, uh, you know, for example, uh, all sorts of people will offer to do strategic planning, uh, but they could be marketers, they could be in branding, they could be in uh, finance. And so what it ends up happening is this strategy piece is just appended to a, uh, a company's service offerings, just like it's just a template that you can fill in. And I just think that there are better tools out there. So I want to bring tools that really invigorate people, that launch change, not just talk about change, um, that cause people to think differently. Uh, I could go on, but uh, uh, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Okay. It does. I would definitely wanted you to share that. And if I miss it, my apologies. When did Sevenfold start? So the end of last year. And apparently you had no problem starting it right in COVID land. <laughs> uh, I, it, we started it. It's, <laughs> it's running. So I, I, I guess we're doing okay. How are you going to define success of sevenfold. Yeah, I, you know, I, I talked earlier about how nonprofits struggle to define success, and, and I think I, on some level, I, I'm going to struggle with it too. Um, but I think it changes uh, as a, a company grows. So, as an entrepreneur, we first need to define success as uh, does it float, right? Does it even hold water? Can it is? Does the market want it at all? And if the market doesn't want it, we've got to go back to the drawing board. So I think that's the first layer of success that we've got to, to check in, check the box from. Beyond that, and I think we're, we're just getting into this, is, uh, I mean, uh, I want to determine what really brings value to clients. Um, uh, and strategy is uh, notorious for being difficult to evaluate uh, because it's really it's really thinking about the future. How do you measure the future? Right. Well, I think what we've got to do is we've got to peg the things that we believe need to change. Then what I help companies do is actually help them launch that change and, and iterate and prototype and all these things. 
And then on the back end of that sort of design phase, as I call it, then you can evaluate, okay, look, our retention really has changed. Or So it's, it's always uh, relative to the client, uh, depending on what they say their goals are. That's what we end up measuring. When you set up this business, is it a nonprofit? Is it an LLC or? What? No, it's it's actually a, uh, uh, it's part of Hutton Corporation. It's part of Hutton. Yeah, okay. so essentially it's a, it's a brand within Hutton. I work inside Hutton. Um, I partner with our marketing team. and uh, uh, Ben and I meet uh, on, on occasion to talk through the, the business. So, yeah. Excellent. So how do you get that? customer stream? I mean, are you proactively going after or are they coming to you? I mean, how's that working? Uh, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I would love to have a great answer. <laughs> um, so I, I do both, I would say. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm constantly on the lookout for just people to meet. I, um, I feel like I am just uh, really diving into this community where my previous position almost had me sitting on the sidelines uh, for reasons I can talk about. But um, so I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm doing what, what, what people do. You meet with a whole bunch of people, you go to a whole bunch of events. Uh, mm -hmm. I also want to create a lot of content. So I'll write things on LinkedIn, I do a lot of public speaking. I come on really amazing podcasts. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice. That was well, well played. <laughs> well played. I love that you, you know, your whole thing is um, launching change. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the other key things that, you know, if we come to sevenfold, what do I, what am I going to get? Because you, mm. I, as an organization, and I've served on several boards, I've been through so many yeah. strategic plans. Yeah. I mean, like a billion of them. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, and sometimes they're effective. Mm -hmm. And other times? <laughs> Keyword is sometimes. Yeah. So, so I don't, I, I think, to, I don't do strategic planning. Okay, I good. help companies think about and launch strategies. Now, uh, I, I make that distinction because we all have this very uh, clear picture of what a strategic plan looks like. It's a mission and statement, a vision statement. Mm -hmm. um, it's a list of objectives. It's a list of KPIs or OKRs, whatever your preferred metric mm -hmm. is. Um, the concern I have about that is, I, I guess I, I relate it to um, uh, an engaged couple uh, preparing for the wedding. Um, it's it's an important. It might be an important party to have, but what the wedding is celebrating is the marriage. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think every engaged couple. I mean, no, nothing can can prepare us for marriage really, but uh, I think engaged couples might do better by preparing more for the marriage. Than for the wedding. And I kind of feel like strategic mm. planning is all about the wedding. It's talking about what it would be like if we were married. Um, so what I do is uh, essentially um, uh, I invite people into, I invite teams into a, a series of dialogues that are, uh, that are sort of disorienting and ambiguous, but I provide architecture that helps them structure. And so I, I structure their thinking. So what I help teams do is think better and so we'll develop a, a strategy, which is essentially a hypothesis. It's not a, a everything is ironed out and here are all the objectives. It is just an argument. This is how we think we're going to create this better future that we've got in our heads. Um, and then I partner with organizations to do what I call a design phase, where we take that hypothesis and we say, all right, um, 
what are the kinds of things that we need to know to determine whether or not this is going to be successful? Okay, so then we start creating uh, prototypes like that day or that week, and we run with those prototypes and we figure out what assumptions we've made that are inaccurate, what assumptions are absolutely on target. And then we come back and we have another conversation with the team and we say, all right, what did we learn? Is this the right direction we want to go? And, and depending on the size of an organization, you can keep doing going back and forth between this idea of dialogue and design, dialogue and design. Um, and what you're essentially doing is de-risking strategy because it's not just it's not just this document that lives on the shelf, but it's actually something that uh, is uh, alive and moving within an organization. And that is much more exciting. It creates better yeah. ideas, better engagement, and better outcomes. That that sounded like that was scripted. No, but that <laughs> you know, de-risk strategy, yeah. Yeah, and it's nice. you know, and, and it's alive, and you can touch it. You can see the design yeah. phase, and you're you're in it. Yeah. Um. So. I'm curious as to what a time frame for this type of thing would yeah. would take. Is it a you can come in for a three day session? Is mm -hmm. it a more like a month? Because this sounds like this is completely different. This is doesn't seem like oh we can have a couple half day sessions yeah. and it's a paradigm shift for sure. And 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 part of what I'm trying to do is not just bring like an alternative to strategic planning. I am trying to bring a, an alternative vision for how we do business. I want to move businesses away from control. I think that worked really well in the 20th, 20th century. I think in the 21st century, it's more about engagement. And I don't know that, how well those two things can, can coexist. I also want to move co companies away from, you know, hardcore stability because I think it's really hard to innovate. And I think the 21st century is more about innovation than stability. So I'm, I'm bringing a different perspective. It's not just a, 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 a different approach to one item. Um, but to your question... Um, it depends uh, how long this kind of thing can last. So I'll do interviews and discovery research up front, and then I'll have maybe a one or a two-day uh, team workshop, and then I might do a six-week uh, design phase where I'm meeting with an internal team every week, helping them create prototypes, helping them test, helping them evaluate the results. Then what we do is produce a portfolio of innovations and basically say, uh, Here's what we learned. This is what we think we need to run with. And mm. so on the back end, we might have one more conversation. So that's maybe three months. Um, but it depends on the nature of the problem. And I think strategy is always about addressing a problem, not just sort of arbitrarily planning for the future. Mm -hmm. um, so long answer. No, that is absolutely fascinating. Wow. I appreciate you um, talking to us a little bit about that. That is, I mean, my, my mind is kind of blown right now just listening to it. And I'm, I'm eager to find a way to have you help me have this paradigm shift <laughs> one of my organizations. So I appreciate Probably that. Probably need to add another employee. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> to deal with me? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, friends, it's time for our break. We need to hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be back with Brendan. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit evergy.com stay safe to learn more. As a convener of people and ideas, 
The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce continues to extend our reach and maximize our efforts to provide the best possible business environment in our region. Your partnership is imperative for accelerating business success. We invite you to visit wichitachamber.org to learn more about the benefits of membership and become involved with our efforts to provide success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. Visit wichitachamber.org and follow us on your favorite social media platform. Welcome back, friends. We are here with Brandon from Sevenfold Strategies, and we are learning a lot from him today. Brandon, yes. so I'm curious. You have anything new on the horizon? <laughs> I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, so uh, our bread and butter is this uh, sort of a strategy engagement like I've been describing. Um, but I, what I really care about is both structuring an organization so that it is full of life and hope and, uh, and has become super profitable as a result. But I also care about the people within the organization. And uh, uh, we really wanted to do something that could touch, uh, uh, address some of the concerns that we feel like leaders face. And I think the, the most pressing concern on my mind is loneliness. Mm. Um, that might sound... Uh, unbusinesslike to use a word like that. But um, uh, I, I mean, I really care about this particular issue because I think it's uh, a, a, an epidemic of its own kind, this idea of loneliness. So, um, so we're, we're launching these, these things called uh, roundtables by Sevenfold. Uh, they are essentially peer groups, not unlike a YPO forum or a Vistage or an alternative board. Um, this, the same kind of idea where you're, you're in a committed, um, confidential community of maybe eight people and you're talking through operational issues that might come up in your business and it's kind of a safe space where you can talk about those things. Now, what makes this one a little bit different um, is that we are actually aiming to go beyond just the sort of uh, operational uh, kinds of conversations because uh, in truth, we can figure out how to solve operational problems by reading books or listening to podcasts or whatever. But what these groups can do that I think we can't find anywhere else is give uh, leaders a place to belong, a place to be known, a place where they can, you know, let down their hair, roll up their sleeves, whatever uh, image we might want to use, um, and have a place that they can go to, that they know people are going to understand me here and they're going to help me solve some of these challenges I'm facing, but they're also going to be really direct with me, really challenging me. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I, I think you can probably tell uh, with a background in, in ministry and really caring for people and thinking about group dynamics, uh, bringing that uh, into the business setting where we're really going to be wrestling with operational issues and strategic issues but not leaving them there, also letting them descend down into the more, you know, this is how I'm personally responsible for some of the personnel issues I've had, for example. So I'm excited about that. We're hoping to start our first one in November. We've got a few spots left for that. And then uh, we hope to, to maybe be running about three at a time. So. so, you know, imagine that a business caring for its people. Mm. That is, that's deep. And um, so thank you for that work. And I, I certainly hope that all of your spots get filled. How can we help you? How do we find out about these roundtables? How do we advertise it? Uh, we're doing it right now, I think. Uh, but 
just get in touch with me. And uh, I think from there, I just sit down and have a conversation with you and figure out what are you looking for? What, uh, do you really need something like this? I've got a couple of friends who are interested in it, but personally, frankly, I don't, I don't think they need it um, because they they're so plugged in. They've got so many great sources of wisdom. Uh, so that's what I want to provide as a source of wisdom and place to belong for leaders who, who need it. Thank you for that. Yep. So tell me this, hmm. what scares you? You know, I, I think the things we fear, uh, always live on the underside of the things we love. So every parent knows this, the thing we fear most is something happens to our kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And then next to that is something that happens to my wife. So that's, you know, from a very personal perspective, of course, those are, those are the things I fear. Um, but if I, if I, uh, pull it back to the business, uh, world, I think part of what I fear, uh, related to sevenfold is that Wichita is going to be a little direct is that Wichita might not have a place for new ideas. Mm-hmm. And that would make me sad, <laughs> mostly because I think what we're bringing is, is new to the region. It's not new across the world, but, um, and I really believe in this stuff. And if you believe in something and people don't uh, pick up what you're laying down, then uh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, so. I, I, can, I can see that. Um, yeah. And and I hope that um, you know that that it is just a fear and that that doesn't yeah. become a reality. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that you know uh, as you mentioned, Wichita sometimes ha- has an issue with new things, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think you're the right person um, to to bring these new ideas and help us uh, become future forward thinking. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. I'll uh, pass it over to Don so he can ask a couple questions. So what I'm going to do is take this piece of paper and really see if I if it takes seven folds to make this airplane. Oh, yeah, please, <laughs> please. When you mention about new thinking, I mean, that's what concerns me because I think we were talking to another guest and we believe one generation skipped the entrepreneurship mm, bug. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to be killing it and then yeah. we got to – a certain generation, I won't call them out, don't don't even know how to describe them, but we missed a, we missed a generation, and I think we're getting back into it. What you're uh, forward thinking is definitely helping with the ecosystem, but I'd like to know, who do you take your inspiration from locally, like entrepreneurs, business mm. people? Some of the clients I've been working with recently, I'm, uh, and I'm, I probably won't share who they are Correct. just because I don't yeah. know that I have their permission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but there's a couple of organizations here in town who are uh, uh, recruiting from the what they call the second chance community. Uh, you know, they're hiring out of prison, mm-hmm. they're hiring addicts, um, and turns out they're some of the, the best people. I mean, I, I remember a story, and this I don't know that this came from Wichita, but this is, uh, I think, illustrates what, I'm, what, what I value about these companies is um, uh, there was a company that was, hot, that was making phlebotomists out of ex-heroin addicts, right? Mm. Who, who better to find a vein than an ex-heroin addict? Um, now, obviously, you want them to be clean and that kind of thing, but of uh, but that is sort of this very redemptive, like, I'm going to take the things that you did to destroy yourself, really, and invite you to redeem them in a way that can really benefit humanity. Wow. So uh, I admire companies that are doing that, Um and, th- and then I, my mind just goes to where my friends work because I have a lot of respect for my friends. I, I, I believe in them. 
And uh, I don't want to call them out uh, because I don't think they'd want to be associated with me. But <laughs> <laughs> at least he said with him and not the podcast. I, I, was, I didn't know where he's going with that. <laughs> it's okay. You can talk freely about me, Brandon. <laughs> That's right. Her name is Ebony. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, wow, you already shared about the next frontier. Um, what business, local or national, would you like to partner with that you're not partnering with now? That if you mention it, it'd be okay, <laughs> I guess. Or type of business. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm intrigued by the intersection. Well, I'm intrigued by lots of intersections. That's sort of the story of my life uh, is, is combining different disciplines together. Um, but but I, I do a certain kind of consulting. And um, I, I would be really interested to explore... Uh, I, I was talking to a, a data analytics uh, firm some time ago, and I don't do analytics, but they do that really well. And so I think that'd be a really interesting intersection. But um, I mean, there's all sorts of consultancies that I admire and I would love to partner with in some ways, but that's more, morally, more for my benefit. I, 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 think, I think what I would really like to do with my business, if I could choose sort of a, a set of clients, is I'd probably choose from two areas. I would like to work with, with municipalities. Okay. Uh, a lot of what I use is, is uh, human-centered design, which is very, uh, very much focused on uh, the user's experience or city city dweller's experience. And so, uh, I, I have some friends who are doing this in other cities, and they are making incredible inroads because they're taking the time to listen to what people actually want, and actually listening even between what people are saying, uh, you know, reading reading between the lines, so to speak. Um, and then, I, uh, frankly, I, I would like to work with churches uh, because, uh, uh, I mean, coming from that world, uh, senior pastors in particular, we are expected to have an incredible vision. And oftentimes, senior pastors are really good at it, but senior pastors can't be really good at everything. And so uh, I think oftentimes where they fall short is in translating vision into practical how does this actually play out on the ground? Um, so I think there's a paucity, there's a a, 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 sh, a shortage of really good strategic thinking in churches. And that makes me sad because uh, that was part of my life for a long time. So. Excellent. Well, I appreciate your company being very transformational. That's what I'm about versus transactional. So mm, Preach. Uh, uh, <laughs> Got a collection plate? I'm just <laughs> asking past the plate, Let <laughs> me play a chord. Where's my keyboard? Oh, no, no, don't get her playing. Even though she's great at playing a piano. If I haven't said it before. Well, thank you, Don. Mm -hmm. So as we are wrapping up, Brandon, I want to, there's a couple things I want to hear from you before we uh, close this segment. So I, I can't recall, are you originally from Wichita? No. You are not. No. Right. So let's talk about why Wichita. Uh. Just that? Just why Wichita? Well, that's the first part of it. Why Wichita? <clears throat> so we moved here uh, four and a half years ago. Um, uh, my wife got recruited by Spirit Aerosystems. She's a uh, rather amazing corporate attorney. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so that's what brought us here. I was hanging up my spurs in ministry, and I knew it was, decide I was, it was time for a change. So when we moved here, I started getting an, or I got an MBA, and I started work, working with a consultancy. So we kind of landed here by, you know, invitation, I guess. Um, but uh, what I would say is that my wife is now done working at Spirit. Um, 
and she's excited for what's next. And I think for her, what's next is uh, relaxing mm-hmm. uh, for a little while before she engages anything else. Um, but we had to make a decision about six months, no, sorry, about a year and a half ago um, as to whether or not we wanted to stay in Wichita mm-hmm. because we don't have family here. We're not originally from here. We're originally from all over the place. And um, and we looked at a lot of other cities. Uh, I went to the University of uh, Texas. And uh, so I was keen to get back to Austin, but we went, we went to Austin. My brother still lives there. We explored it. We looked at real estate, all these kinds of things. And as a result of that trip specifically, going to a city that I was already familiar with, that had a culture I loved, that had great food, um, all sorts of things going for it, I chose Wichita. Yay. Um, and the reason I did is, is probably for all the reasons we choose Wichita. It, it's cheaper to live here. Um, there isn't any traffic. Uh, uh, and we've developed a community here. And I think that's ultimately what makes, plus we live on land which in Texas, you really can't do that, at least not in the city. Uh, so that really feels like a gift uh, that we can't get in any other city. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I could go on about that, but uh, no, that's, that's awesome. One of the reasons yeah. why. Yeah, I, and I think that's important to share. You know, I'd love to hear uh, from transplants and as to why they yeah. want to stay in Wichita. It's always fascinating. You know, I'm, I'm, I love Wichita and yeah. I feel like I'm here on purpose and I feel like you're here on purpose and yeah. I think you are here uh, serving in that and walking in that purpose with this, with this new journey. So now this question, mm. now that you've decided, you said you had all these friends mm. all over the place, right? And you've lived all over the place. I don't want to overstate that. Well, I have- <laughs> The part that you have friends? I've lived a lot of or, places. Oh, okay. <laughs> whether or not I have friends. Okay, right, right. Nice. So what would you like to see Wichita become? Or what are some of the key things that may be missing from Wichita that we really need to hone in, in on for the next five years to make it? I'm going to use a, an analogy here. Um, so I'm, I'm 39, and uh, around this age, we experienced this thing called the midlife crisis right? Uh, it is a rite of passage oftentimes, and uh, we don't always come out well on the other side, but sometimes we come out, you know, amazingly on the other side. I, I kind of feel like Wichita is, is, is in that similar frame of mind, kind of a midlife crisis or a rite of passage. And for me, Century 2 is kind of the, the symbol of that. I don't want to talk about that particular piece, but, but to me, it's sort of like, well, uh, are we going to hold on to who we've always been or are we going to uh, think about what it would look like to go forward and whether or not that means, you know, destroying that building or, or preserving it or whatever. So I, I think I'm intrigued by where Wichita is right now. And I have high hopes, obviously, because it's my home that we will launch out of that. But I think we are in this middle ground right now. And um, I hear a lot of voices saying, we want to make this thing work. We mm-hmm. want this place to be healthy, mm-hmm. thriving. Uh, and, and my hope personally is that we don't become like Tulsa or like Omaha um, because that's not who we are. And right. I think we have to take seriously our own context and, and give less attention to what other people are doing, figure out, figure out what makes us thrive. My last question is, <laughs> we had a uh, biography what would the title of that biography be? Biography of whom? You. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, you. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. man. 
Can we go back to the midlife crisis? <laughs> <laughs> Was that title? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I think the thing that I would that I cling to, and I think it does describe me, is um, I think I have an indefatigable hope. Um, mm. right? Indefatigable means, you know, a hope that does not fatigue. And I don't know to what I attribute that because I'm kind of a pessimist, but somehow, <laughs> uh, even in the midst of my pessimism, I just see that if you give me two ways to, to, to go, I'm going to find a third way. And uh, to me, that can be a gift for people who, who, who feel trapped, who feel like there is no way out, who feel like it can't be any other way. That's really, I think, who I am at my core. Um, but you'd have to ask my wife and my kids to yeah. confirm whether or not that's true. <laughs> they might have choice words. <laughs> that would be different. It sounds like I need to have a conversation with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that would be better. Excellent. Well, I had to write down indefatigable. I'm going to have to... <laughs> Figure out how to spell it later, but <laughs> no thanks comment. For, <laughs> thanks for the definition. That's I'm sure I'll use that. That's pretty cool. Indefatigable hope. Well, speaking of words, I got words for you. Uh, we've got this little thing, word association. I give you one word, you give me one oh word boy. back. It's not wrong because it's your word. So okay. leader. I'm Damon Young. That's a good one. My apologies, Damon. <laughs> Wichita. Inextricably middled. I'm going to have to figure out how to spell <laughs> that one. <I> can't. <laughs> uh, the chamber. Uh, opportunity. Family. I love them. Hero. I really love what Jesus brings. I think that's what I'd say. Excellent. Entrepreneur. Hope. Beverage. <laughs> Giggle. Uh, <laughs> IPA. Mm. Oh, nice. Uh, vacation. Yes. Did he say yes? Yes, <laughs> please. Yes, please. <laughs> Last but not least, fun. Uh, soccer. Brandon. Thank you for being here, sir. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you were a soccer player. We're going to have to talk about that once this ends. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. Friends, it's that time. We have come to the end of today's podcast. But if you would, please make certain that you like us, that you share it with your circle of friends, and that you leave a comment and let us know who you'd like to hear from next. Until next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, 
Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.